0: You're listening to the Baritrad podcast, giving you the latest news from Northern Europe without the filter of political correctness. Isn't our intro music just great, uh, Magnus Södermann? It is. (laughs) I always uh, burst
1: out laughing when I hear it. It's so crazy. It's so nice to dance to. Yeah, we want to dance when we hear this. Well, if you
0: have the shoes, you have to listen to this for the rest of your life, or Rihanna.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, this. (laughs) Not, Not Rihanna. Did you see Rihanna at the Super Bowl? Of course I did. Okay, but that's not what we're going to talk about. No, we're not. Because that's uh, the Americas, the United States of America, and we talk about Sweden primarily.
0: America! America, America. Okay, yeah. exactly. This this podcast, we talk about Sweden, Scandinavia, Northern Europe. Uh, I mean, Northern Europe, where does it start?
1: I mean, Northern Europe is uh, Scandinavian, Scandinavia is uh, Sweden, so. So we talk about Sweden. They are all interch- interchangeable.
0: So as we are both Swedes, uh, most of our stuff here um, circles around Sweden. But of course, sometimes we pick up some other stuff as well. But the thing is, if we're going to do this just weekly and talk about sick stuff, then I think Sweden is enough. Uh, absolutely, Sweden is enough. And also, I mean, as we uh, talked about
1: in the first podcast, the fact that Sweden is uh, viewed upon, known about in in uh, many people, uh, many places in on on the earth, uh, and people look uh, to Sweden for an example of either what well, they, well, like, for like example, Bernie, Bernie Sanders, yeah, you know, yeah. he looks to Sweden and say this is a good country, and Bernie Sanders is a communist a Jew. And then we have nationalists like, uh, like um, yeah, other kinds of nat- nationalists who look to Sweden and say, we we, we don't want to go there. Mm. So Sweden is a good place to start because this is, uh, in a sense, a homeland of absurdities.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, we will make that pretty clear with our first topic. And we're going to talk about the youth organization of the Swedish Liberal Party. Yeah. And the Swedish Liberal Party is a pretty small party. They usually poll between 5 and 10 percent. Yeah. Uh, but still they they were part of the government from 2006 till 2014 yeah. so it's a it's a, a party with influence it's a real party it's not not some uh, seller party
1: that nobody cares about it's a real party mm. they are on the media they are on the debates they are uh, known about and, and people are voting for them so yeah,
0: yeah. right uh, and their youth organization in Stockholm um, held their yearly congress a few days ago mm. And uh, they discussed many things. For example, how to how they can reach free immigration to Sweden, mm-hmm. um, and that could be done by um, by uh, tearing down the Swedish welfare system. Yeah, of course. Uh, that's always the solution. Yeah, I mean, make sure that Swedes who have worked and paid uh, the world's highest taxes their whole lives won't get any care or or get any elderly homes and so yeah. on. And I mean, this could be the worst thing. Uh, it
1: could be like we said that, yeah, they talked about this and this uh, <clears throat> is, is how crazy they are. But,
0: I mean, this is not the worst thing they no, were discussing. No, no, in. no, no, no. I mean, this is the, the normal re- liberal nonsense. Mm. But um, there was also a discussion about and they also made a decision that they're going to work to legalize, not cannabis, that's probably they want to do too. Yeah, yeah. They want to legalize it, but they want to legalize what, Magnus?
1: Yeah, they want to uh, legalize incest, um, uh, and
0: they want to legalize uh, <laughs> necrophilia. <laughs> yeah, sex with corpses. Yes. Um, so... Uh if you think this sounds weird, no, no, no. It's just uh, typical, normal, liberal politics. I yeah, mean, and the fact is that they have already, a couple of years ago,
1: they, or maybe a year ago or something, they they uh, took a de- decision to work for legalizing sex with animals also. Yeah. so Been there, done that, so to speak. And now they are pushing forward the liberal agenda and uh, ha- having these uh, demands made then. And exactly. Look for it.
0: And they say that the problem is here that the state are... Um, Creating laws based on moral. Yeah, and that's a bad thing, you know. Yeah, exactly, because they don't like morals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah and, and, and I this, guess,
1: I, I mean, they, they use an argument that is quite poor, I think. They say uh, just because something is disgusting, it yeah. doesn't ha- have to be uh, illegal. Mm. And I mean, I don't think that it's a valid argument, actually, because it's other things concerning sex with corpses, not just that it's disgusting
0: and crazy. Mm. I mean, the ramifications of this. Well, well, well the thing is like this, um, because they say you need to have consent. So it means that, uh, for example, um, if I write a contract and say, "Okay, it would be okay if my wife has sex with me when I'm dead," then they think that's okay. But the thing is, that does not work in the rest of the society. I mean, if I meet a woman yeah. and in in uh, in a nightclub and we go home to have some funny time Yeah. and she says yes tonight i want to have sex no no yes i want to have sex with you yeah and we have sex that night one week later i come and have sex with her again but she don't but this time she hasn't agreed no no uh, uh, of course i mean but i, the, I mean the th- thing is you don't know <laughs> how <laughs> I mean, can you have consent with somebody who's dead yeah, but you don't know if they changed I mean, their mind maybe they wrote the contract <laughs> and then they stopped loving this bitch. And, and and then, I mean, this makes no sense at all. How can there ever be but, consent but, with somebody who is dead? But I mean, this is not the problem. <laughs> the problem
1: is not whether or not you can have consent with a dead person. The problem is that... It is a problem
0: to have consent with a dead person. Uh, yeah, of
1: course. But the pro- problem is that they open up to legalize things that crazy, disgusting people do. People who doesn't fit in our society. Uh. I mean, the problem, the problem is... Uh, I mean, can't anybody see what the problem is? I mean, of course, if you talk details. I mean, also the the how do you store this body? This is also a, a thing that we should be able to 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 have a, have a, an answer to. I mean, do you have the morgue so you can come there and you have a special room for uh, the the act, and then you leave it there and
0: you, then you go away? or do, Can I, you have it at home? I mean, maybe you will see a totally new kind of brothels. Uh, uh, I mean, whorehouses. <laughs> Can you believe this? You know, I, you're pretty poor. Your family is poor, but you want to save them. So you donate your dead body. You, before you die, you say, okay, I donate my body to, to the necrophilia uh, brothel. Uh, and then 50% of the money goes to your family. Uh, I mean, what, what's the problem with this minus? <laughs> this, is, this is a perfect, normal, liberal society. And, you know, you go there. Maybe they, they have a whole theme of, like, dead animals. Everything like this. And you can try it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm,
1: I'm going to pursue this anymore because there are so many strange examples we can take. Uh, I mean, yeah, just just to to be clear, this is for real. This is the the uh, uh, they decided to work for this. So I mean, that's what it is. And the other thing, as we said, was legalizing incest between uh, siblings, which they also think is a good idea, and they argue that it's no problem. But I mean, we can see in the Middle East and uh, Afghanistan uh, that it's an extremely bad thing to do i mean it's yeah. not good to have these kind of but they said also that yeah uh, they they could acknowledge that the uh, uh the ch- uh, children yeah. w- where the, m- mom and dad are also siblings <laughs> they could acknowledge that this is not good because they can get uh, defects and so but then they said that well we don't have any social welfare anyway Mm. Because this is a, I mean, the... the, uh, So it's your own problem. So it's your own problem. If you want to have these kind of kids and so on and so forth. I mean, this is the the liberal agenda they are pushing in Sweden today.
0: (laughs) Okay, next in line in the crazy train. (laughs) Here is uh, Margot Wallström. She is um, Minister of Foreign Affairs Mm -hmm. in Sweden. um, And she has now... um, I mean, the, the Swedish government uh, just made a few changes to to, um, to its lineup, not much. But anyway, then they also had a new declaration of foreign policies. Yeah. Uh, and, and here they made very clear that the biggest threat to the peace in Europe right now, mm. it's not the millions of Africans and Arabs pouring into Europe. No. No. Um, it's not the criminal gangs that are taking over whole societies and creating no-go areas for police, firefighters, um, uh, ambulances and so on. No, 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 no. no, What's the major threat to the peace in Europe? Russia. Russia! Yeah, and
1: this is quite interesting though. Of course, Russia is involved in, in uh, proxy wars. We know that. And uh, Russia, of course, have interest in, in Europe in the destabilization of Europe, naturally. I mean, it's nothing strange about that. But uh, if we're going to look at it uh, more honestly, we can't, I, I, I can't see. And this is the same when they say that Iran is threatening the world. Mm. I have never heard or seen the Iranian government saying that they want to bomb Europe. The Israelis have said it. Mm. They have never done this. Mm. We have not seen acts of, of Iranian state terrorism But we have seen Israeli state terrorism Mm. uh, in the hunt for for Black September, etc., etc. The Israelis uh, shot down or uh, attacked this USS Liberty ship. Iran has never done that. So uh, Iran is the big enemy, but... Israel is the allies. Okay, Uh, I don't understand this either. Well,
0: Saudi Arabia and Turkey are also allies. Yeah, of
1: course. (laughs) Uh, And Russia is the big problem here. Mm. But Russia, I I, I can't see millions of Russians pouring in to Europe, raping, uh, murdering, robbing our people. I I, Mm. I don't see that. I I, I don't see Russian criminal gangs in every suburb in the European uh, capitals and other states. I I don't see that. I, I don't see... Uh, Russian coming here it's saying that everybody should eat borscht and uh, dance <laughs> Cossack dances. I don't see that. Mm. Uh, and I don't see Russians coming and saying everybody must be uh, Russian Orthodox. But I see this with the uh, Muslims. I see this with the Arabs. I see this with the North Africans and so forth and so on. Mm. And they are pouring in by the millions. And, and they are demanding to take uh, part of our infrastructure, of our wealth. Mm. Yeah. And this is no problem when it comes to Margot Wallström and the Swedish government. Mm. But Russia is the greatest threat. And we have uh, Swiss, the, the army chief in, in Switzerland. He said that the immigration and so on, this is pushing Europe to uh, a, a, uh, a, what do you say, a war uh, Uh, Internal war. You don't say civil war. Civil war, it's Mm -hmm. called. Yes, they are saying that. We had the Rear Admiral in in Great Britain in 97, 2007, saying the same thing, Um, and so on. But now they say no, 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 no. Russia is the biggest enemy of Europe, and that's not just not true. No, no, no. Of course not. But of course, uh, Margaret Wallström and the Swedish government has been able to piss off everyone, everybody, during her her uh, uh, work so far. I mean, she has mm. pissed off the Israelis. She has is pit- pissed off Russia. Mm. They are pissing off Europe, uh, parts of Europe. They are pissing off the uh, Hungarian regime. They are pissing off everybody. I mean, this this goes uh, uh, goes with the, uh, the territory, and this is also a part of their feminist uh, foreign policy because this is what they have said and declared that Sweden have. Mm. Mm
0: um but i mean this is the the normal anti russian propaganda pro nato more or less um and t- today we could also read in a in a magazine from the, the swedish defense forces more or less it yeah, is yeah, i mean it it's is. Uh, it is it's from the swedish defense forces mm-hmm. where they write about our swedish media project yes. motgift um which is a daily radio show and an ma- online magazine and book publishing house and, and so on mm. um where they uh, more or less said that we were a part of some kind of Russian propaganda scheme against Sweden. Sweden.
1: Yeah, to undermine Sweden. They say Sweden uh. and the Swedish establishment, the Swedish politicians and the Swedish media. <clears throat> so this is the new thing they are coming with now. And this is how they will try to turn the propaganda in the coming uh, coming months and years. Mm. is to say that the nationalist organizations in Europe are de facto... Uh, uh, working for the Russians. We have said it, we have seen it when it concerns the national in France and so on. Mm. And, and this is, of course, not just uh, this is not true. Yes, there are many uh, European nationalists who are very favorable towards Russia. Uh, I, I know this, uh, of course, uh, but many are also looking with skepticism to, towards Kremlin. So it's not uh, It's not that everybody is pro-Russian in that sense. Mm. And I mean, from Motgift, we say that we are pro the Russian people and the Russian people's right to have their own uh, nation and government and so on and so forth. Mm. And yes, we see some good things in the Putin administration, some of the laws and so on, but we also see really bad things happening mm. there. Mm. Uh, so this is just a propaganda war that has been that is waging. And here, the, the nationalist community must be very, very, very careful yeah. on how to act and what to say.
0: Of course. I, and uh, I mean, this is... Uh a part of uh, trying to to switch focus from from this uh, this mass immigration this this replacement of the white people in, in europe and the, in the native swedes and sweden uh with with black and, and asian people and uh of course then, then then they want to focus on the big enemy in the east yeah. Uh, because if Putin just get the chance, he will take Scandinavia and make it into a, like a Russian satellite state or whatever.
1: Yeah, but this is quite interesting what you say, because they are actually talking about uh, a threat of invasion from Russia towards uh, Finland, towards uh, Sweden and Norway, uh, etc. Uh, and the thing is, they are talking about this threat that that's not there in mm. the first place, while Europe is invaded, in fact by millions of people from the middle east north africa right so we have an invasion going on but Mm. they don't talk about it but they are talking about a non-invasion that is not going on and
0: this is propaganda yeah to to take your eyes off the uh, away from the from the real enemy Hmm. and then of course build up this enemy in the east uh and and who knows maybe uh, they will go so far that they, they will provoke something from russia yeah which they then uh, later can use. Yeah, but I mean, when everything goes to hell, they need
1: a war, of course. Yeah. When 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 uh, Europe is in flames because of this immigration policy, they will need a war because war tends to uh, consolidate people. People will be able to stand together, accepting a lot of strange things from the governments because there is a war. Uh, brewing. So probably they are going uh, in that direction. So or once again I mean the nationalist community must be very very careful and we must uh especially we must uh, have contacts with each other with the nationalists in Russia with nationalists in 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 Ukraine with nationalists in Poland in Europe in America in in South Africa and in Australia. We need those contacts. We need need these networks. Mm.
0: Yeah and don't forget what what um Generals, Metal D. Butler uh, yeah. said, or his book was named War is a Racket. Yeah, of course it is. There is always people profiting from this. Oh, yeah. They look forward to more wars, which means more money and more power. Mm-hmm. Okay, the third and last um, <laughs> disturbing thing from yeah, Sweden. Yeah. Uh, we go back to to the Swedish LGBT lobby. It's called the RFSL. Um what is this all about well the thing is that in, in Sweden
1: the sex education sex ed is uh, franchised to okay. this uh, gay lobby Yeah. so they are uh, going to the schools and taking care of the so called sex ed and how do they do this well they come to the school and mm. they go into the classroom people are 12 13 year old mm. and they say to the teacher fuck off uh and the teacher has to go away mm. so there's there's no adults in the classroom that's uh, one of the demands from this exactly. Lobby. and they,
0: they say it's because they it, they don't want to get it to get awkward for the yeah. children yeah so they, they the, the teachers and the parents if they are there nobody they have to can. Leave yeah everybody
1: here. no no grown ups there no mm. grown ups at all so nobody knows mm. what is happening here nobody except the kids themselves mm. uh, and this is of course a big problem uh first of all that you put sex education uh on uh, uh in these on franchise i mean why is the the uh, lgbt lobby better than the than the teachers to mm. to have sex educations mm?
0: but uh, but what we know is for example uh, one child came home with a note from this lgbt person yeah uh, uh, with some ho- website addresses yeah uh, some URLs URLs to, to um, for example, cruiser.com. That's a um, uh, a Swedish gay dating site, yeah. more or less, which is very famous because there's a lot of pedophilia going on. Yeah, there. last
1: year it was a big scandal, so to say, uh, that they were publishing nude pictures of, of small boys. Yeah, and so. and
0: uh, people have gone undercover and um, pretended to be like 12-year-old boys. Yeah. And there's directly 40, 50, 60-year-old men yeah. uh, writing sex... Emails to them, yeah, so which, which is not strange, c- coming from that community. No, no, of course not. I mean, but uh, this is where they want people to go. Yeah, th- I this, mean the students, yeah. and uh, there's also uh, the the homepage transform transforming, transforming. It's a, it's about uh, transsexuals. Mm. There's also to a podcast called the Gay Ministerium, which yeah. is a, a gay podcast. Yeah, uh, and this is, uh, I mean, <laughs> this is what they are. Uh, Teaching them, yeah. There. This this is a sex education I, I in mean, I, schools. I mean, I don't think that the school should have sex education at all. I think it's up to the parents. Yeah. But I remember my sex education was just some. There was some condom and a cucumber involved. I think. Yeah, I th- yeah, I remember. Uh, like I remember that. some really bad, um, like drawn pictures of a. Uh, uh, i don't know a penis maybe yeah uh, something sounds, like, sounds that. like that i don't know really what we learn and we learn like okay and then the sperm meets the egg and yeah. there is like this and um you don't have to have sex now and don't no. uh, if a guy to girls if a boy is uh, uh is uh, pushing you to this then you can't say no yeah. and this kind of stuff yeah uh, i mean no no nothing that made you uh i don't i i mean i was in school in the 90s it's not that long time ago but I, I can't really understand that we even talked about homosexuals yeah I don't maybe I, they mentioned it yeah uh, I think they said that there are people who like like the, the same sex and
1: that's uh, well, that's their thing oh. uh, I, I remember that
0: okay and you're a bit but, older than me you're yeah, almost hundred
1: yeah, but that was the only thing also I mean they didn't they didn't say like you should try this. That they do the, this today, that you should try to... Yeah, but I mean, you franchise the sex ed to a gay lobby. Yeah, what, what, will, what do you think will happen? But ho- also, we have this story here. Uh, a 13-year-old boy who had been uh, at, at school, and uh, RFSL were there, and they had this uh, sex ed, and, and it, it took for him a couple of weeks, this kid to tell his parents what happened there yeah. and when we still don't know because he was so shaken by this as i say the filthy sex talk he and his his buddies were so shaken by this they didn't know what to do so they say themselves that after a half an hour or something they just try to turn out tune out from what this uh, filthy bastard was was talking about yeah. and i i can i mean we have seen from from the united states when this Common Core uh, education plan, yeah. what's been up there, they, they have talked about anal sex, they've been talking about the toy, sex toys, uh, every filthy thing you can think about. Mm. Uh, so, uh, we don't know, but this is probably showing pictures of, you know, gay porn or something, but why not? Yeah. I mean, two grown-up, uh, two men uh, cuddling and, you know, doing filthy things, why not show that and say this is nice, this you should try. Mm. And you have this whole Homo something, or maybe a lesbian or something, activist, a, a homo activist, standing up in front of twelve years old, showing probably pictures of of, of cock sucking. I mean, what the what, what is this? Yeah. This is so wrong in every sense of the word. Yeah, and, and and even the parents don't get to know that this is going on. They don't get any information that okay, today we will have. Uh, this uh, gay guy, activist, coming to the school and talking about uh, anal sex. They don't mm. talk about that. They don't know this.
0: Mm. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. That's Sick. three Sickening. really uh, disturbing news from Sweden. Uh, yeah. We will have uh, some more for, for you next Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the to the podcast on iTunes. And please leave a review that we can climb the top list. Also, don't forget to visit baritrad.com. Um, check out the clothing, the jewelry, and the books. There is even a, a book in our first book in English yeah. now, uh, Magnus. You wrote this book. It's a it's a it's a short book. It's a short book, uh, uh, sixty six pages, yeah. but it's sixty six important pages. Yeah, it's called Fortress so. Europe. What's mm. it about? Well, it's about
1: Fortress Europe, uh, the sense of uh, what we need. W- what we need is a Fortress Europe, and right. also I'm discussing talking about. The invasion going on why it's an invasion how it wa- how it's been uh, earlier and so on and so forth this is a little bit of history it's a little bit
0: of of uh, what is happening and and what we
1: need yeah so right so you can order it
0: at baryttra.com there's a lot more there as well mm. and don't forget to share this podcast with your friends to let them know what's going on in northern Europe that it's not all that great that maybe Bernie Sanders <laughs> is telling people. thank you for listening. We are back next week.